0: You're listening to the Before Midnight Podcast with your host Felicia and Jessica. Grab your Bible and a cup of something warm. We're gonna chat about making the most of the magically transformed lives we've been given. Hi, friends, welcome back. Today we're gonna be talking about developing your inner
1: dialogue. And when I was preparing for this and starting notes out and just talking to God about what do you want to say and like what do you think will impact people the most? All of a sudden, I just felt overwhelming appreciation for God's word. And after that, I kind of realized, I think he was trying to speak to me that the word of God is actually really what develops our inner dialogue in the right way, yes. right?
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. I know this is something that I think I've probably struggled with quite a bit is that inner dialogue, right? Like I I don't even realize sometimes when I'm thinking things about myself that aren't good and aren't constructive and aren't helpful. And they may even be super negative and tearing me down, but because they're me, I don't see them as a threat. You know, if it's like other people saying something or expectations on the outside, it's easy to kind of spot like, okay, that's, that's not good. And I don't accept that. But when it comes to our own thoughts, especially after you've made a mistake or you just feel really down or you just feel exhausted, I think a lot of times that's when those negative thoughts start coming. And then the longer we marinate in those thoughts, the more our attitude and our emotions get affected by them. And then it's just this cycle that we can't really seem to break. And so I think I've never really looked at them that much as an attack, as serious, as something that I need to address. Mm -hmm. You know, That's really true.
1: I feel like when we are, like you said earlier, like when I'm really tired, I feel like that's when I'm really vulnerable to stuff like that. And it's so funny how... You know, sometimes I do really believe that it is coming from the enemy, but other times I just feel like we have gotten ourselves to a place where we're so tired. Like you know, we're we're hungry. We're like we're <laughs> just there's physical needs that we're not meeting, and that's when our thoughts start to become even more
0: negative. Like I've noticed that for myself, honestly. Mm-hmm. So it's September, and a lot of us are thinking about back to school. Whether it's your kids or you're in college or Um, maybe you're a kid. I don't know what our age demographic is, but this is the time when I really think about school and I was a cheerleader. And so a lot of memories come back to me for that. And I was thinking about this topic and it actually made me think of when I was a cheerleader and bear with me, I promise. I think this is helpful, but When we would do cheers, Friday night football games, I don't know if that was a part of any of y'all's upbringing, but... I loved
1: that time. Yes. Those were so fun. Friday night
0: football games. Yes. So good. Just the, the crisp fall air and especially as a kid. I remember uh, loving
1: them when I was like still young to the point where you're still like running around with people and like that's what I really miss is just and you're right, it felt like such a beautiful, like summery and I guess it's like moving into fall. Well but you it grew was, up in yeah, South I'm like, Florida. Wait, what, so. What's wrong with my thought? Why do I feel like it was summer? But yeah. yeah. I do relate to just being like a kid and there's so much excitement going on with the game and stuff. Yeah. I loved it.
0: It's such a good feeling. Oh, my gosh. We both grew up in the South. Well, (laughs) kind of. Very South for me. Southern Florida. (laughs) And I'm from Georgia. So that's something that's very much in my mind a lot. And as I was thinking about this, you know, we're kind of talking about developing your inner dialogue. And it's kind of almost like developing your own cheerleader for yourself, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about it. And when we would be on the field and we would be deciding what cheers to do, you know, as a cheerleader, you learn a ton of different cheers. And some of them are for defense, and some of them are for offense, and some of them are just to get the crowd excited when there's a lull in the game. And different cheers serve different reasons. And whenever you're the captain and you see something going on in the game, you need to have a catalog of like, okay, I know these 10 cheers would be good for this kind of situation. You need to know how to call it and you need to know how to execute it. And it's kind of similar. In I love our-
1: I'm getting excited. I'm like, oh, I know where this is going. This is amazing.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Glad I could help. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of similar in our thought life. It's like, okay... What are you struggling with right now? What thoughts are coming your way? Because they could be self-defeating thoughts or they could be thoughts of not being good enough or they could be thoughts that you need to be doing more or they could be prideful thoughts and thoughts that you're better than somebody else or you're getting into gossip or there's all kinds of inner dialogue that happens that are serving different negative reasons and different purposes. And it's good for us, like you said, to have the word of God the word of God and know what it says, to know what the scripture says about our identity in Christ and our value in him and our worth in him, his love for us. It's good to have verses to know about um, how to love other people and how to condition your flesh, to know how to, you know, live with purpose and whatever it is you need so that whatever situation you're in, whatever thoughts you're dealing with or what negativity or just, just things that's going on in your mind and in your inner dialogue that you know is not right, how do you address it? Because the first step is to recognize that this is happening and that it needs to be addressed. But then the next step is to address it. And I think a lot of times we're trying to address these problems without having an arsenal of cheers, so to speak, you know, or scriptures to know what to use when so that we can address it immediately and take care of it and have something to actually fight back with and fill our minds with.
1: Yeah. And I, you hear a lot of people saying, and I've said this before, it's like, man, I wish some, I wish God would just talk to me like about this specific issue, Mm -hmm. you know, like you're praying to God, like, what, what, what should I do? You know? And the thing is, a lot of the times God's speaking to us is Mm -hmm. through the word. Like that's his primary way of talking to us. So if we don't have the word of God in our hearts, there's nothing like he, God, of course, can speak to us, even if we don't know a verse. Like I know this happens to people, but primarily God is going to speak to us through verses that we've already put in our hearts and he's going to draw those back out. So it really is like this arsenal, these cheers, like, (laughs) you know, that we can go back to and be like, oh, I was just thinking about that verse. And that ties in perfectly to the situation I'm going through right now. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was kind of um, thinking about, there was something that you said here that reminded me, like. I think it's good to kind of clarify when we say the word of God, what are we talking about? And that might seem silly because most people know like, you know, the Bible, but I think some people feel like some parts of the Bible aren't as important as others. And so I think it's good to kind of establish the fact that um, in the Bible, it says that um, in John 1, it says that Jesus is the word and the flesh and another verse, 2 Timothy 3.15 Um, it says that all scripture is God-breathed. And so really the whole Bible, all of it, is really the word of God. Mm -hmm. And so anything out of this that we think about and that we read, it's like it's living and active, and that is really feeding our hearts, and that is what's going to develop a positive inner dialogue for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's really good. And, you know, not to bring up cheerleading again, but a lot of us are kind of running on empty with the visions for our life and those thoughts for our life. And mm-hmm. and that's what you're saying. Like the Bible needs, we need to be reading the Bible just all the time. Just it shouldn't be about like, oh, well, I've done my Bible reading. It should be how much Bible reading can I do just because it's our lifeline. It's our life source. And it is, like you said, painting that image on the inside of us something we did in competition cheerleading. Yes, I did that as well, and I really enjoyed it. And they said cheerleading wouldn't help me in life. They were wrong. Um, My sister was a cheerleader
1: and I never cheered, but I remember like going to their games and that was so exciting. Like they would curl my hair too. I don't know why they would do that, but it was a fun time in my life. So I can relate just a little bit. It's
0: just fun. I loved it. But competition was also um, really, really fun. It was a whole other world, but I absolutely loved it. But one thing that we would do whenever we'd go to a competition event, is we would be in a classroom, because they were always at schools, and very early in the morning, not very fun, and we all got our makeup done, hair done. We were all ready to go to warm ups. And in the time that we had left before someone came to get us for warm ups, our coach would take that time and say, "Okay, everyone, sit down and put your head down, close your eyes." And then she would play our competition music, which is about two and a half minutes long, and it's got all the you know sound effects and bells and whistles that all match you know movements we have to hit. And we're all sitting there, and we have to imagine ourselves doing the routine listening to the music Mm -hmm. and we have to see ourselves hitting our marks hitting our jumps hitting our tumbling hitting our stunts doing the dance like we have to visualize it and she'll just do it over and over again in the time we have left until they come get us for warm-ups and that vision on the inside actually that visualization, of course, a lot of people have gotten into visualization, but it's because it, it works to a degree, you yeah. know, it's, it's a very powerful tool. And so we go and we warm up and then we perform our routine shortly after that. And that visualization has helped us to see ourselves hitting it correctly and to do everything we need to do. And when it comes to developing our inner dialogue and speaking to ourselves, and, and, Uh, developing that self-talk. I think a lot of times we're trying to come against negative thoughts or fight back, but we don't have anything to fight back with. We we may even know scripture, but we don't see ourselves succeeding. We don't see ourselves as winners. We don't see ourselves as good mothers or good wives or you know, good, good in our jobs or someone who can handle responsibility or someone who I could never do that. Right. Like Uh how many times have you said that about yourself? Because I say that quite a bit, unfortunately. And then I stop myself and I'm like, why do I always do that? I'm so hard on myself. No one is as hard on me as I am. You <laughs> yeah. Know?
1: So true. That
0: is so true for me too. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you can't fight back against these thoughts. You might feel like, well, I'm trying and it's not working. It's because the only vision you have for yourself is one of failure. You've allowed these thoughts to paint this picture and What you might need to do is just get alone with the Bible and just do your Bible reading, let it come into you, but then also let God paint a picture for you. Stop reading and just Mm. visualize it. Picture the stories in the Bible. Picture what your life could be. See yourself the way God sees you. Because if you don't fill that that image in your mind, then you're not going to really have anything to cling to when you're trying to fight back against negativity.
1: Yeah. And when we're talking about like fighting, you know, fighting these thoughts that come against us, a lot of times we think that, you know, we can just fight against it and like come against it and focus on that. But then that brings our attention to that thing. And I think sometimes instead of just focusing on the issue, we need to focus on something that is, counter to the issue, you know, instead of focusing on like, oh, I'm not, you know, um, I'm not condemned. I'm not condemned. We need to fill our minds with verses about God's grace instead of focusing on fighting what's not true. Mm -hmm. We need to think about what is true, you know, and when you're talking about how the, what we should be filling our minds with is the word of God, but then I kind of wanted to go into what might be filling our minds right now, because there's a lot of things that could be developing our inner dialogue mm-hmm. that isn't the word of God. And I think one of those things is obviously like the lies of the enemy, you know, mm-hmm. um, in Ephesians 6:11, it says that we need to put on the full armor of God to stand against the lies of the enemy. And I kind of love that verse because it's not like we need to put on the armor of God and stand against like something. (laughs) I love how I do this. The
0: armor of God.
1: (laughs) To stand against like crazy big things against the enemy, you know, because as Christians, it's like, what does he throw at us? It's lies. And that's why this topic is so important. It's because really our inner dialogue is making or breaking our life really, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, and so, yeah, you can be the enemy filling your mind. It can also just be distractions from what is true. Like, I think you were talking about earlier self-help books or mm-hmm. something to that effect. Yeah, And I think a lot of times we can, we can start falling into counterfeit things that seem helpful. And on the outside, it's like, yeah, this is great. But are we starting to get distracted by stuff that's self-help instead of the word of God? Because it might feel good to hear those things, but is there any power behind them? And
0: I think that's kind of the difference, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I was listening to this teaching and this person brought up this phrase that I had never heard of before. or At least I didn't think I had heard of. And all of a sudden I thought, oh my goodness, that's something I needed to hear. And it's evil forebodings. Have you ever heard of that?
1: What is it? You said it's it's just a phrase. I've never heard that before.
0: Yeah. I was like, wait a second. That sounds really interesting. Hmm. And it comes from um, Proverbs fifteen fifteen, hmm. And it says, all the days of the desponding and afflicted are made evil by anxious thoughts and evil forebodings. Wow. And... All the days are made evil by that anxious thoughts and forebodings. And if you look up the word forebodings in the dictionary or on dictionary.com, it says a, (laughs) a prediction or strong inner feeling or notion of a future misfortune or evil. Wow. And I feel like this is almost next level to negative thoughts, but this is where negative thoughts lead. When we don't come against like you were saying, these negative thoughts and these ways of thinking with ourselves, it leads to a mentality of you just expect bad things to happen. You expect something bad. When something good is promised in your future, you you try not to think about it because you're like, well, I don't want to get disappointed right? Like I just expect bad things to happen. And a lot of times this can become something that develops when we've had like abuse or something really hard and traumatic happen in our younger life. But I think I realized when I heard that, like, This is something that I think, I mean, I don't know if you've ever struggled with this, but I was driving and I literally realized that I have done this so many times. I'll have a random thought, a random thought of something. It may not even be negative, but it could be. And then it starts developing into more and more, and more, and then I just think about, well, what would happen if that happened to me, or what would happen if that happened to Jeff, or what would happen, Like, and I'm not even realizing I'm doing it, but my mind starts going down this rabbit trail of negativity, and then all of a sudden, now I'm anxious, now I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, what am, I, what am I thinking about, you know, and yeah. now my body's starting to react mm-hmm. to the intensity of like the negativity in my yeah. mind, and I never was able to put a word to it, and that's evil forebodings, and it's like, This is something that isn't small and it's not, this shouldn't scare us, but it should make us take our thoughts seriously and go, okay, a lot of what I'm dealing with, the anxiety and the stress I feel, a lot of it is not even something that's true. A lot of it is like me making a really big deal about things in my mind or thinking about what could happen or yeah. what might happen. And I'm allowing that to cause stress and anxiety in my life when it's not even a real thing and probably won't be.
1: Yeah. I love, I'm sure you've heard of her, Dr. Caroline Leaf, yes, Christian psychologist. Definitely. My goodness. Yeah. I love her so much. And she mentioned one time that only t- like only 90, I almost said 20, which would have really ruined the point. <laughs> only about ninety like four percent of every single thing we worry about in our whole life, or oh my God, I messed it up again. <laughs> Sorry guys, not 94% of what you think about is gonna happen to you, it's the opposite. 94% of what we worry about is not gonna happen to us. Mm. Isn't that crazy? Wow. It's like every single day we think about stuff 94% of those worries aren't going to happen to us and like the 6% that does always ends up being easier to handle than we expect it to be. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. And another thing I was thinking of and I don't know why it was so much Dr. Caroline Leaf <laughs> happening when you were talking, but you mentioned um how our thoughts start to develop patterns like you think it and then you it's easier to think it every time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And Um, I've, I've heard that our brain actually develops, you know, patterns in our ways of thinking. And so once we think a thought, that's a pattern and it's a weak pattern, but the more we think about it, the stronger it becomes. And so like, you know, we'll do something like, let's say one time we woke up in the morning and we had a negative thought while we were like making coffee. It's like now when we make coffee, our brain is like, Oh, are we going to think this way? You know, but the beautiful thing is that it's also the opposite. So if you're like dealing with negative thoughts all the time, what you can also do is start to like replace those negative thoughts with positive thoughts from God's word. And those will also develop new patterns. You know, we're never stuck in like a negative pattern of thinking. It might be a little more difficult if we've really let that build for a long time. But at the same time, when we... Put God's Word into our mind for a long time, that also becomes a stronger pattern. So mm-hmm. it's really just about our habits, mm-hmm. basically, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, and so when we look at the fact that our mind is really being formed and developed by what we're focusing on, it makes me think of that verse, Romans 12, too. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And it's crazy because that verse is really saying like the way that you're transformed your whole life and your attitude and the direction that your life is going is by the renewing of your mind. It's crazy. It's like such a big topic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's really a good point because... Oh, we all know about transforming our minds, like renewing our minds yeah. as Christians. It's such a basic thing that we learn. But the process of doing it over and over and over and over and over again is something that I think I still struggle with. And, oh,
1: absolutely. <laughs> but,
0: you know, I think it's good to put the scripture in and it's it, you really need that arsenal, right, of cheers that you can give yourself because there's power in that. But also, I think at the end of the day, you really need to talk to yourself, Well. I mean, you need to talk to yourself, not just listen to yourself. So that's really big. But when you talk to yourself, you need to talk to yourself like you would your best friend, you know, because sometimes it's like we know what the word says. But if if I was always if you were struggling and I was always like quoting scripture to you. Mm -hmm you would appreciate it to a degree, but you'd probably be like, okay, I get it. I'm not measuring up, you know? And it's like, it can feel a little rough. And so if that's all we're doing to ourselves, I think we we mistake, we can start to feel like we're not measuring up to the Mm -hmm. standard again. And so while you're, you know, putting the scripture in, you need to also just have grace on yourself and talk to yourself like you would a friend and be like, you know what, it's going to be okay. Like you're on a journey and you made a mistake, but you're going to be fine. And Mm -hmm. you know, like, no, life isn't that hard. That's why I think journaling is really good. And journaling things that you're thankful about is really good because it really shifts your perspective from all of these negative thoughts and rabbit trails and evil forebodings, right? That we tend to go down and we can start, readjusting our mentality to our life and realize, you know what? No, the sky's not falling. I'm going to be okay. I'm not a victim here. I'm going to be okay. And then when you pair that with having scriptures ready to use when you need them, then you're going to walk in a lot more power and authority Mm. over these things. And the more we do it, we can actually train our brains to think this way. And I think that's really powerful. Yeah. And another thing, it's
1: like, I wouldn't want to make anybody feel scared or overwhelmed by, by this feeling like, oh, every thought I have to like, you know, I have to make sure that my thought life is perfect. Kind of like you Mm -hmm. were saying, like, it becomes like you're missing the mark Mm -hmm. if you think like that. But the thing is, it's not about every little thought that comes into your head. It's like, what are your dominant thoughts? What are you agreeing with? I think that's what the biggest thing is. Like, we're all going to have thoughts that come, You know, you can't keep a bird from flying over your head, but you can keep it from building a nest in your hair. And it's not about making sure that you have no thoughts because like everything's coming at us. We live in a crazy world, you know? It's just about what am I like really grabbing onto and saying, yes, I identify with this. Yes, I agree with this. Or the other things that come in and you're like, no, you know, that's not true. I don't believe that. You know, so it's really, it is a self-willed thing. It's Mm -hmm. not like you're just a victim to your thought life, right? Yeah,
0: Yeah, definitely. Because my gosh, that would be exhausting and and quite terrifying. I know, like I've actually...
1: (laughs) I was, I've been in that place before, Mm. you know, I started listening to more teachings, which were very great and helpful teachings about your thought life. But I kind of fell into a pattern of every single thought that I had, I felt like any negative thought, I felt like, Right when I had it, oh, that's, you know, that's developing me. (laughs) And it's like, oh, my gosh. It's
0: developing my brain. (laughs) It's
1: just developing the way my life is going to go. And it's like, no, you know, we're all going to have thoughts. But it's really about Mm -hmm. some, you choose, you know, you choose what you follow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And a good compass, like we said, for that, I think, is when you start to feel emotions of anxiety, worry, stress, anger, bitterness, you know, When you start to sense those things happening, then that's a good time to take stock of what you're currently thinking about. Because when it gets to the point where it's affecting your emotions and it's affecting your body and it's affecting how you feel, Mm -hmm. then that's like you said, probably something that it's not just a passing thought. That's something that you're actually meditating on. And so now it's taking root. And so that's when it's good to go, all right. What am I thinking? What cheer am I going to pull out and yeah. fight this with? Because this isn't who I am. You are not your thoughts, but your thoughts are impacting you. That's so and good. And so that's the difference here. It's not about, you know, you becoming your thoughts, but you need to realize that you have authority over them and that it is important to take a stand. But at the end of the day it's really just about being kind to yourself and giving yeah. grace to yourself and realizing no you know what I had that thought or I've I've been angry I've been bitter I've been stressed out and worried but you know what I'm gonna stop right now and I'm gonna do something something better and it's just you know you can always take that time to just stop and regroup and move forward and the enemy wants to say oh no you've done too much you've damaged your brain right <laughs> you've got a groove and it's like it's not yeah. going away it's like too many patterns too many patterns here and yeah. it's like that's such a lie because that just takes the power away from us, and yet we have the Holy Spirit inside exactly. of us. Exactly,
1: like God is so much
0: bigger than that,
1: you know. Yeah, even if you've had negative thoughts that you've dwelt on for a long time, God is so much bigger than that, and and like so easily, He can change that. His grace can be the power that just kind of re calibrates you I don't know
0: yeah Yeah. absolutely
1: it's kind of funny because when you're talking about like when you're having a conversation with your friend who's might be struggling Mm -hmm. and I made me think of it's funny but I feel like whenever we give advice to somebody it's like we give such good advice and then when the same thing happens to us, yeah. it's like we don't we don't have that same advice for ourselves because I feel like we're harder on ourselves. Yeah, we're definitely. like looking inward. Like when we're seeing yeah. someone else struggle, it's like, no, just do this. It's like easy. But then when it's us, it's like, oh no, but I did this. And it becomes so self-focused. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird, you know? Yeah, absolutely. We're
0: definitely hardest on ourselves.
1: So we need to, we need to be a lot easier on ourselves.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know what we're going to do is I think we'll have in the show notes – a collection of scriptures that Felicia and I like to go to for different kinds of situations, whether you're dealing with fear, worry, and anxiety, or whether you're dealing with bitterness and anger, Mm -hmm. we'll put together kind of like a little cheat sheet of scriptures that you can use to get you started and look them up and find translations you like and use these to start your list of just collections of verses that you use to speak over yourself because you know, you you need to, if you're not kind to yourself and you don't give grace to yourself, then you are going to be more harsh with other people. And so really we need to allow God's love to impact us so much that that is what overflows to other people. And then our inner dialogue is so healthy that we're not only able to encourage ourselves, but then we're able to let that overflow and become an encouragement to someone else who might not be there yet.
1: That is so good. I love that. Yeah,
0: and those will be on our website. So go to our website. Yes, beforemidnightpodcast.com, uh, yes. and we'll have a link in the show notes to that as well to to get you started on that.
1: Yes. Thank you guys so much for watching. And if there's anybody that you feel like is needing help with inner dialogue, you can share this with them.
0: Yes, and. Next month is spooky month and we have some really fun episodes planned for you on the podcast. So be sure and subscribe so you don't miss a single one and we'll see you next month.